0: Well, today, dear friends, I encourage you to accessorize. I encourage you to accessorize. Now, I will also say that some prefer to accessorize more than others. I think that's probably a fair statement, isn't it? I grew up with a mom who always wanted us to match and she always matched and so her shoes matched her her bag and her bag matched her jewelry and 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 it all worked together and traveling with her still is always fun by the way we love to travel with my mom but she always has to accessorize still that's who my mom is and so I have a little bit of that in me from my mom and not everybody is that way and that's okay we're all who we are but accessorizing is today something we're going to talk about. It's interesting as the days have gone on over the last 18 months, how this has become part of our accessorizing, isn't it? Yeah, our masks. Uh, And I admit that I have a variety of masks, I think as we all do, uh, that have accumulated over the past few months. Um, I like it when my mask matches my outfit, so I have plenty of these black ones so I can match. And it doesn't matter. You're going to love me no matter what. I'm going to love you no matter what, but I still think about it. So there's that. Thank you, dear mother. (laughs) But it's interesting that this has become part of our accessories and other things have become part of those over the last year and a half. Disinfectant, disinfectant, right? And hand washing and six feet distance have all become part of how we protect ourselves and how we protect others. How did you feel? the first time you donned your mask, how did you feel? Some people will say, oh, it was so frustrating. We're not used to wearing masks. Some people will say, actually, good. I was thankful to be a little more protected and I was thankful that I could protect others. And some of us will say, all of that, (laughs) all of the above pertains to us. Really, it's been interesting over the last 18 months to understand more and more what all of these things have become for us about Mo, oh, I don't know, maybe eighteen months ago, really close to the beginning of Covid. We had a church member uh, at my former church who contracted Covid and ultimately passed away. And um, her family had asked, Becky, would you please go say prayer with her? and i was I was scared, admittedly, but I was absolutely thankful that I could go do that. And so I got into the hospital and and the nurses there were phenomenal. For so many reasons, I'm so so grateful for our hospital care workers and just across the board, they're amazing. And so the nurses, uh, with really lovely attitudes, by the way, said, "All right, let's dress you up." And so I got in there and I just kind of stood there. It's been a while since someone did that, right? Since I was a little child, probably dressing for outdoors. But I was standing there and they put on, you know, a gown and they put on a mask and they put on a shield and they had, got I mean, the whole thing. I was covered from head to toe it was my armor it was my armor and you know I went in and I had a great visit with dear Shirley (laughs) and I was so grateful for that armor I really was I was so thankful that it provided an opportunity for me to pray with my dear friend and I am grateful for the armor that we have to protect us The scripture this morning talks about armor. It's interesting. Over the years, when I have preached from this text, I've never had a really good illustration about armor for this time. It's just hard for us to think of anything that is similar to armor. Except now, I do have a good illustration for armor. Unfortunately, (laughs) I do. And so, armor... First of all, the author of this text says this. We put on armor because of evil. And they name it right out loud. It makes us a tad bit uncomfortable, certainly. But that's what the text tells us. The epistle says it's not against flesh and blood that we battle. It's against evil and the forces of evil. I like how that's said because so often we think of it uh, as uh, a person or the demon or that a thing right there that's flesh and blood but that's not what the scripture tells us. It's against bigger powers at work and evil that is at work in the world and frankly we still face evil. In this world. I could name some of the evil that I think of, and I suspect you could join me in naming some evil as well. There is systemic evil that we see. There is a cycle of poverty. There is abuse and bigotry and racism. There is discrimination. And I could go on and on, all evidence of systemic evil that we face as followers of Jesus. And the scripture today tells us how we are to come against these things, how we are to move as followers of Jesus against these forms of evil. God's armor is to protect us, and yes, to arm us. As we gathered together to talk about the scripture on Tuesday morning, I admitted, as well as a few of us admitted, our discomfort with armor language. It it makes us feel uncomfortable to talk about uh, the weapons and weaponizing Christianity, and that feels very uncomfortable to us. However, we need to remind ourselves always when we study the scripture that it is written in a specific context. And this has a historical context that we need to understand. Remember when we first started looking at the book of Ephesians, we talked about Ephesus and it, the fact that it was a leading city. It was one of the richest cities in the region of the Roman Empire because it was in a port And so much trading happened in that city. In addition to being an important city, it also hosted various gladiator fights. Interesting. That was entertainment. And they actually had a stadium that was built there for fights for gladiators. And so the language here... makes a little bit more sense because the folks here in this region would have understood what Roman soldiers armor looked like for them that would have been something that they knew and so it it makes sense to hear it in that way even though for us it's awfully hard but let me pull out what the scripture says and then we're just going to look at it very briefly the things that help us the items that help us come against the evil that we have in the world. And it says this, protection and arming comes from truth, I can agree with that, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the spirit, which is interpreted here as the word of God. Now we can put on the armor of God and how do we do that? I loved how Gwen described that and Wonder Woman's armor. I loved that. And so, uh, and I had a Bible teacher years ago who said that every morning she would pray on the armor of God. And so she would, as she was getting dressed and putting on her accessories, she would also pray about all those different parts of the armor of God that she would put on as she faced the day. i think that's a nice way to think of it. So let's take a look at those, will you? So number one, it says this, fasten the belt of truth around your waist. The belt of truth would have been something that held everything together. And in the belt, there would have been all sorts of tools and weapons. We are to put on The belt of truth. Truth helps us come against evil. It certainly does. The truth is this. We believe that God's love is for everyone. Absolutely. The truth is this. That God cares for all of us. And justice is important for us all. Truth is part of our armor. Number two, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Again, justice. A breastplate protects the vital organs, especially our heart. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. So often the word righteousness these days is thought of in a negative way. Someone who acts righteous is someone who acts, maybe we might say the words, holier than thou. And we don't like that idea. But ultimately the term righteous is not meant to be negative. It's meant to be someone who lives faithfully. Someone who lives and follows Christ. A righteous life. The right. Right? So we, we follow Jesus And that becomes a breastplate to protect our hearts. Number three is this. For shoes, put on peace. It's really easy when we are coming up against forces of evil to not want to walk in peace. (laughs) But we are told to approach all of this with peace. We approach in peace. Number four is the shield. Pick up the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Have you ever thought of that? That your faith, your faith is a shield. Your faith is protecting. Your faith Helps save you, your faith. Number five is the helmet of salvation. Isn't it interesting that this scripture talks about salvation as being part of what we shall put on our heads, which protects our thinking? Salvation protects how we think. I love that, and I find it quite fascinating. Put on the helmet of salvation. Know, know that you know that you know that you know that you are saved. You have been forgiven, redeemed by Jesus, and you walk in that salvation. And then number six is this, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We live out the word of God, and it not only protects us, but helps us on the journey as we fight evil. Because we can open up the scriptures and we can talk about the fact that that is evil and what you're saying isn't true. And we believe this, and this is what the scripture tells us to be truth. I want you to think this through for the week. It's a lot. All of these, these items, I mean, it takes a while to process, and it may have been a while since you've heard about the armor of God. And then I ask you this question as well, something I want you to ponder a bit. What is your favorite? <laughs> Which one of these things jumped out at you that you want to think about a little bit more? Mine happens to be the gospel of peace, approaching in peace, approaching in peace as we move through this world. Dear friends, this week I encourage you to assessorize. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Amen.